Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Let us pray. Prepare our hearts, loving shepherd, to accept your word. Silence in us any voices but your own, so we may hear your word and also do it. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Scripture reading for today is Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me in all days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. This is the word of God for the people of God. is my shepherd. I shall not want. But I do want. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. But they killed my dog. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. But I am afraid. Thou art with me. My rod and my staff, they comfort me. But we need a miracle. My loving kindness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. If you exist, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'd like to get more of this life first. If you don't help us, we're all gonna die. Please, just one miracle. Good morning. So for some of y'all that don't know me, I like westerns. My father would be proud that I uh, used um, Clint Eastwood today. <laughs> um, thank you, Peter, for extending the chancel and uh, for giving me a chance to preach some. For some of y'all, um, y'all are being dragged along with me on my seminary uh, path. Uh, and so whenever I do good things, I'm going to just say, y'all get to say, yeah, that was us. We endured the bad things too. <laughs> anyway, would you pray with me? Great God, we give you thanks for another day and time to share and grow in you. What a privilege it is to hear your word proclaimed. Rescue me from me, God, and hide me behind the cross. So at this time, 
We hear your word in spite of anything I say or I do. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I have a confession for all of you because as Peter said earlier, confession is good for the soul. And this is from a card, a person that wants to be a card carrying board certified chaplain. I want to redeem Psalm 23 from the funeral service. <laughs> so before everybody goes out to the parking lot, grabs the pitchforks and the torches and charges the chancel area, before you blow up Peter's phone or chase Mike Moreau down the hall, hear me out. Just give me a minute. Psalm 23 is likely one of the best known, most loved, often prayed, and continually studied scriptures. This psalm is read time and time again and is requested by many for comfort and for peace. And John and I even used it at his mother's funeral. But is it just a psalm for a time of grief? Could Psalm 23 be used for something more? Aside from John 3.16, most people have heard Psalm 23. They heard it spoken at a funeral, read it on a plaque somewhere, overheard it from a beloved grandparent, even if they weren't Christian, or even if they did not know it, they heard it. Now, per perhaps Psalm 23 can't carry the weight of uh, John 3.16 scrawled on somebody's chest in body paint at a um, football game, but people know it and have heard it, even if they don't know that. Psalm 23 has been used in, contem in contemporary culture, like films like Pell Rider that we just saw, Rooster Cogburn, The Titanic. It's also quoted in contemporary music, Gangster's Paradise by Coolio. My kids are like, you know that, really? <laughs> and Jesus Walks by Kanye West. And yes, we hear it again at wakes and at funerals. So what draws us to these scriptures, these words? Could it be those ancient images that we read or the same ones we want to hear and feel and see today? What is it that we really want from this psalm? This psalm is linked to David, but we really don't know the author could have been David, and we really don't know the situation. It's a psalm of trust. The Lord as a shepherd is a prevalent imagery in Hebrew scriptures. A shepherd cares, protects, and loves the sheep. Here, the shepherd is used as a royal metaphor. Kings are portrayed as shepherds, and to portray God as a shepherd is to portray God as a royal figure. The sheep need to have confidence in the shepherd to follow him. This is a psalm of trust in someone who has sustained them, protected them in the good times and in the chaotic times. They have not lacked that assurance that God was with them at all times. God has provided rest 
which is much more than just a breather, but also protection from the enemies. God provided restoration, which implies repentance. There's also a double meaning in restoration, like a vis-a-vis. We think of walking by still waters and associate it to the life-giving waters of baptism. Then one of the most comforting verses in the Bible, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. This is the opposite of fear. Fear is an insidious emotion. It causes weakened immune system, causes gastrointestinal problems, it causes cardiovascular damage, infertility, issues with memory and proper brain activity, mental health issues. Fear can cause you to feel like you've stopped breathing. It will jack you up. In 2015, my husband John had a myriad of unrelated health issues that required surgical and medical attention. In September of that year, he had a kidney stone while he was at an Emmaus walk. After a successful kidney stone blasting, I noticed some heartbeats that were irregular while we were in recovery. His physician didn't feel like it was a big deal, but I did. Trust your gut. We had to go to another specialist because they had linked his kidney stones with a uh, parathyroid issue. After that successful surgery, he still had the irregular heartbeats, PVCs, premature ventricular contractions. Now, I'm a registered nurse, and when I practice, I practiced in emergency care and ICU, and so I know the heart pretty well. A critical care nurse can hear a PVC and not even be looking at the monitor and hear it. Again, while this physician was a wonderful ear, nose, and throat oncologist and attributed the uh, irregular heartbeats to an overactive parathyroid and they would probably subside, I I did not trust that. It just didn't feel right. So, instead of talking to John about how I felt and my assessment as a nurse, I did what some do whenever they allow fear to take over them. I lied. I told John the ENT oncologist had said that we needed to go and see a cardiologist. (laughs) He wasn't even through waking up from the anesthesia, I dialed the number, handed him the phone, and said, make the appointment. I wasn't taking no for an answer. I knew he was tired of doctors, hospitals, and surgery centers, and frankly, I was really afraid he was going to poo-poo me and seeing another doctor. I don't advocate in lying, but I want y'all to know that's what I did. I let fear take over. He went to a cardiologist, scheduled a cardiac cath, went through the cardiac testing, and I told you I was a nurse. 
I've always been good at assessment, screenings, and treatment plans. And yes, I'm staring at you. And yes, I'm watching how you walk. And yes, I'm looking at your skin color. It's just what I do. But one thing I don't do well is I don't read x-rays or any kind of imaging very well. But when Dr. Barati walked out and showed me that image, I stopped breathing. I was walking in the darkest valley. I had walked through the darkest valley with many, with patients, with friends, with my own father, but this was different. This was personal, and this was really scary. John was referred to a cardiac surgeon in Houston and surgery four weeks later. But during, their time, during that time, there was Advent, there was Christmas, there was New Year's, and I didn't breathe because I had played every scenario in my head. I knew what could happen. I knew what might happen. I was operating in fear, not in trust. In John chapter 10, verses 11 through 15, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and gathers and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because the hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me, I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus reminds us that he is our shepherd. He is bound to his sheep as he is bound to the Father. He can no more lose them than he can lose the Father. He is our protector, our restorer, our provider, and walks with us in the darkest valleys. He can be trusted. We watched Megan in the clip from Pale Rider. She buries her beloved dog. Saying the 23rd Psalm, she uses those words to talk, to argue, to implore God to be the shepherd to them and to her. To help them with their pain, with their enemies, with their worry. Help her with her grief, her anger, her pain, her fear. Trust is hard, y'all. It means you are vulnerable and often, and most of the time, not in control. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines trust as the belief that someone or something is reliable, good, or honest. I think that's what the psalmist and what Jesus were saying. Trust God. God is reliable. God is good. God is trustworthy. Trust God in the good times and in the valleys. And when you don't trust, try again. God said he will be with us always. 
Well, most of you know the end of the story. John Taylor recovered from bypass, valve replacement, and a repair of the aortic aneurysm. And he's thrived. Eight months after John's surgery, I got the opportunity to begin a clinical pastoral education um, class in that same hospital, and I walked those same halls. Sometimes walking in those halls were valleys, but this time as a chaplain, I walked them, and I breathed, and I trusted. Even in chaos, even in stress, and in the quiet of those days and nights, I chose to trust. I wonder when you have been in the valley, felt lost, questioned faith, couldn't breathe. Maybe today is the day that you'll try again. Maybe today is the day that you will call the church. You'll call a friend. You'll talk to your family. Or maybe the, today is the day that you'll call out to God. Maybe today is the day that you will try to trust again. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.